Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of the Gym Owners Podcast. This week, we're going to give you kind of a full-on social media content guide for how to figure out how to delegate your social media, how to figure out what the hell, if you're delegating, what should be done. Um, a lot of gym owners out there want to put their hands up and say, I just, I don't like it. I don't want to do it. I don't know anything about it. And it either costs you a bunch of money or you put somebody who's extremely underqualified in the position to do that work. And no matter what, that tool ends up not being used very well on behalf of your gym. So we're going to give you a guide to help you tighten that up, make sure stuff doesn't fall through the cracks, make sure whoever is doing your social media is doing a great job and you can hold them accountable to results, 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 results across the board. So before we get started, make sure you join the Gym Owners Revolution. It's the Facebook group. Link is in our description. Get in there. Tons of exciting stuff. We blow this up every week, but you do need to be in that Facebook group. Those are the people that are going to get access to all the free stuff that we're going to be doing um, if we're going to do anything for free, any teaching for free outside of this podcast, that is the place that it is going to happen. If you want your education not to be for free, if you want it to be more thorough, if you want us to hold your feet to the fire and make sure we get shit done within your business, get in the Gear Academy. The Gear Academy, it's like steroids for your gym. Uh, that's exactly what we do for people's businesses here. We want to get you in. We want to get you going. We want to give you the foundation to really um, scale up your gym to grow. It's not just about chasing members. It's about having these systems and processes and all that shit that sucks, stuff that I hate about business talk, systems and processes. We just want a foundation set up so that when you do turn up the volume on your client base and on your leads, um, that it's actually worth doing. So quit chasing not profitable work, quit doing a ton of work for not a lot of money and quit just sitting there wondering what the hell you're supposed to do this week. Cause you feel like you're stuck on that gym owner treadmill. You're just operating, operating, operating operating and that's the stuff we don't allow in the gear academy so if you want to make progress in your business that is the place to do it get in the gear academy if you have questions about that or you're interested in it, shoot one of us a message shoot me at uh, tyler f and stone or john at jbanks fl or just the show at the gym owners podcast on instagram just get in the dms and be the easiest way you can email us at your mom at hackyourgym.com that's real by the way um but just dms are going to be all the same as well if you got some wordy shit you want to drop get in the email but let's get started guys um hi john how are you doing today <laughs> i am doing excellent tyler i always appreciate the beginning i just like this like tyler's goes go 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 yeah we had some yep. stuff like our gear academy call yesterday i think i had like a 35 minute rant but it was really 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 useful and that's what we wanted to build up on a little bit for um to kind of give you guys an idea of what we caught talk about in the gear academy that's what we want to get into today a little bit um on the social media side of things like that's the question for you to answer as a gym owner is like, how is your social media getting done? More importantly, who is doing it? Who's making the content for it? Because posting is very different. Like making the post, right? The copy is different than the images or videos or photos that are going out as well. Like the, those ends up kind of being a lot of different pieces that kind of get put together. Um, and I do think that people just kind of throw their hands in the air or at the very least just throw their social media strategy to the wind. And if you don't have a plan, for your social media, for what the content is, what you're trying to do, who you're trying to attract, what programs or products you're trying to attract them to, uh, what special offers you're doing, even the frequency with which you post, the timing. If you don't have a plan for any of that, you're not. You're every effort, every penny, every bit you put into it is worth one one hundredth of what it should be. Every minute, every it's it's it becomes very very ineffective. And if you're paying money to have it done and you're doing that without a plan, you're wasting that money very least that money could work a lot better for you if you just had a plan so we want to go over like some of the basics here that we talk about quite a bit and one of the things covers 
First off, I really don't like the fully outsourcing of your social media. And I think that's the thing that I think Jim Launch folks have talked about that. I've seen Hormozzi talk about that in the past, even though that their product itself kind of is, hey, just let us do all your marketing stuff and do it all out of house with completely out of house content. But that's the business model maybe is different from an ideal philosophy. But I do think it's really important that if someone is making content for your gym and somebody is representing the voice of your gym, it's got to be from someone within your gym or someone who is accountable to someone within your gym. If you're going to have an outside firm for it, great. But now you got to spend the time making sure that they have a fucking clue what's going on in your gym, who the people are, who the smiling faces are, what the goings on are of the gym, because otherwise it just ends up being very, very detached from your gym and your vibe. The top marketers that are out there right now, it doesn't matter who you follow. You, If you start getting into the marketing space, you will realize that the people whose brands are the most successful, the person who is in charge of that brand is the face of their brand. Like they are the ones that are, are the face. They are in all their shit. So whether it's Gary Vee or Grant Cardone or out or Hormozy or any of these guys that you start to see and start to pay attention, even people that are just not even in, doesn't matter what industry they're in the best marketers in the world talk about never outsourcing your marketing yeah so and, and it doesn't mean that you have to be someone that's comfortable on camera because a lot of you aren't and you won't be and the reality is that's something you have to work at it's not something that just all of a sudden is natural to put a fucking camera in front of your face and stare into a black lens and not look and feel like a total asshole the whole time that you're on camera but yeah. you don't, while that doesn't have to be what you do, you do have to take ownership. And just as you said, Tyler, to be able to kind of say, no, this is what I want to do. I have to have a plan because we know what it looks like when you don't have a plan and your customers and your clients and the people that you want to be attracting, they aren't going to say, boy, these people really don't have a fucking plan with their marketing strategy. What ends up happening is they just don't buy. Yeah, They're either confused at what you offer or they look at it and you haven't posted in the last three months and they don't even know what to fucking buy. And a confused mind is one that doesn't buy. So if they don't have the yeah. ability to take action, they won't. And that is the market kind of telling you, oh, hey, you don't have a fucking plan. And that's what we really want to be able to dive into where as a gym owner, that is the mandatory piece. You yeah. cannot so, just be like, oh, I don't know it. All right. I'm, I'm yeah, just sure pay some like guy it. across town to, to, and they do some graphic design and they just pop some generic posts in there and, and it's tough. So let's get into what we want to call this. This is going to be kind of a DIY strategy, an in-house strategy, not necessarily you yourself right. as a gym owner, because you may not be savvy enough. If you are, like if you are kind of doing it or you're just responsible for it at the moment, then we'll go, then you can kind of get this will be pretty useful for it. But I also want you to know that the tools that we're recommending and stuff, if you're going to hand it off to someone else on your staff to do, to at least handle the content creation side of things, these tools are still what I would recommend. And we'll get into that now. So first off, if you're going to do it yourself, you're going to have one of your coaches doing this. They need to be using Canva, almost nothing else. There's almost no reason. Canva is free. Uh, it's web-based. You can also get an app for it. But I have done graphic design for many brands for a long time. I was never great at it. I'm not like super visually artistic. It doesn't, it's not a thing that I'm great at. But I've been able to be good enough at it to make things work. And I was making things myself very, very manually 
for a lot of years. And some of them worked in the beginning. It was very bad. And you just get better and better and better at it. I was very resistant the last couple of years when Canva has come out, had come out because I was just like, this is for also there. It just is so much more robust now and still very intuitive before it was very intuitive, but a lot of the templates and stuff were not very thorough. There were a lot of the most, and there's all all the most basic shit that you saw on every social media account to the point where it's it's brutal. So Canva, go to Canva, canva canva.com. Give us any money or anything. I wish they would, but um, I wish all y'all would, but I think uh, (laughs) the thing about Canva is your starting point levels up immediately. Like you're the, the best one, the ceiling, the best thing you possibly could make um, instead of having to do it manually from scratch now is a hundred times higher than it was before. And with no experience, somebody who has no idea how to put words on an image to say or do anything, the base, the, like that, the basics are checked very, very well. The formats, there's so many templates that you can use there now that all you got to do is update your, change their photos out for yours or, or you can use some of their stock images are great. They're all licensed. So if you're making it, in canva with images that are getting that you're using from canva you're fine to use it it's all it's all clear so you don't owe them any money um so it's just a great resource for content if you're going to make really good content you can make it clean you can choose a theme you can choose different it's it's something that you're going to have to get in and tinker with we'll probably at some point do we for sure do do it for our gear academy guys where we do like a full kind of walk through where i walk everybody through like how i do the stuff and how to cover a few of these real basics but in canva you need to start tinkering with it if you're going to be doing social media or if you have any idea or what's the word any inkling that you're going to be responsible for creating content for social media uh that's the platform that i recommend for all of your images for sure absolutely there's just no way around it you can get in you can just choose i want to make a new design I want that design to be an Instagram post or an Instagram story. Perfect. What I do is go in and I make a post and then I'll make that post for pick a theme. I like maybe a couple different themes and templates, and then I'll reskin them for this program, this program, this message, this message, and then I'll update the images. I'll reset all the colors to stuff that fits our theme and our brand. And then I will stamp out for program a stamp out 20 images different ones. So that's, that's weeks, weeks worth of content, just about that program. Then program B, same thing. It's just mod change it enough. So it's not boring and repetitive, but all the text images can really be the same. These templates really, really fly and you can get 50, 60 images done in an hour or two. And, and you can, that's, it's just the easiest way to make stuff look great. But once you've made Instagram squares, you can just copy, copy to a new size. And it'll immediately resize everything to the tall Instagram story format, which is great as well. You'll have to do a little bit of dragging around to adjust a little bit, but it spreads the image out. It gets it close. And then in no time, you're set up to post redundantly and still be high quality instead of just reposting your posts under your stories. So um, I know that gets in a little too much into the X's and O's to be like interesting for audio, but this formula of getting in and batching your content like that and making it mm-hmm. about specific things. There's things that your content needs to be about, right? You got your programs, right? So you should make as much shit about every program and every product you have. Is it nutrition coaching? Is it a boxing class? Is it your group classes? Is it personal training? Is it this personal trainer and this personal trainer? Because that's right. what I would do. I would go, we do personal training. Then I would also zoom in. I would branch off. I do a whole series on personal trainer A, personal trainer B. 
personal trainer, trainer seat. So you can have a lot of content. It all looks great, looks professional, but it's specific enough. We need to cover the generalities. But we need to cover the specifics because the specifics are going to connect to the people much better. The um, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Yeah. So when it comes to a lot of these things that we're going to talk about today, the strategy of Canva is going to get you there. Anything that we recommend is going to get you there is going to get you to 80%. And that needs to be as close as you need to get to get started. Because this is where perfectionism of the, what, what colors do I use or what perfect, I don't know exactly what to pick. It's like, just fucking pick something pick something yeah. and roll it out. So all of these strategies don't have it. Don't sit around and come up with a year long plan. When you get a hair up your ass to be able to, to execute on this, it's going to be just as Tyler said, it's you pick those services, whatever it is that you're offering. And then this allows you to very quickly use the phrase batching earlier to make mm -hmm. sure we're all like hundred percent clear. Cause that's a very, like administrative type high level word where it's you batch your content, you do all of one thing for the whole, you know, for the whole month or the whole week. Cause this is one of those things where it's like, Oh, well I'll work on it 15 minutes a day. No, don't do right. that. Yeah. Just fuck. By the way, I've done it. that. And it's so inefficient and the quality sucks. You plug it in and out. You're, you're barely connected to it. You never get, you don't get to develop anything right. with that short amount of time with that way you don't get to get that much better it's tough you, you got to just kind of grind it out because there's so much to be learned from two hours of troubleshooting problem solving and trying to make content and and, and you can look it up but we all like it's it's a fundamental human nature to where it's it takes too long to transition from one thing to the next to be any good at having yeah. those turnarounds be too quick so it really is for a whole month you really, really can be able to say, hey, I'm going to do this task for an hour and you can get a lot of content created. And just as the formula that you gave everybody, Tyler, is that it's have specific content that's getting created for those sp specific services that you have. And now you're not stressed out about what am I going to post? What's my mm -hmm. marketing calendar or strategy or posting strategy going to look like? Because now you know you're checking the box all from just doing something that's, again, I just got to get 80% of the way there. And we've done this because these social media platforms, the content people consume has evolved a lot over the years. And a lot as fitness came to the forefront of that, truthfully. You know, before kind of the CrossFit boom, there was some bodybuilding stuff and some transformation stuff before. But it really, in that 2015 to 2018 era, so one, these platforms just exploded. And two, the fitness space got all over it, right? And so what, what a lot of businesses were able to do was just ride the brand, ride whatever was going on. And all, all they ended up doing was just posting pictures of people working out, especially a coaching product, group fitness product. If you're just posting videos or pictures of, especially videos, right? Because Instagram wants you to do reels. It wants to turn this platform as close into TikTok as possible. Like all of these platforms, all these social media platforms want to do what all the other platforms do because they can completely castrate the other one using their user base, right? Uh, there's no need for me to consume much content on TikTok at this point because all of it's on Instagram in the Reels format, okay? Instagram rewards that with engagement. The problem is you are not an influencer and you are not trying to become a professional in Instagram account, okay? You're not trying to be paid for content creation. You're trying to, you're brick and mortar. And this is the most important thing that people, and we'll get into this at a, in detail, uh, probably into the, we'll go deep into this concept because it's a thing that people make this mistake all the time. 
you need to treat your business and your marketing strategy like a brick and mortar, like you're a fucking grocery store, like you're a shoe store, like you're a heating and air conditioning company, like you're God knows what, but you're local. There are people within your region that can do business with you and nobody else can. So does it really do you much good to make a reel that's maybe kind of funny that gets 100,000 views and five of them are in your area? It does almost nothing for your business. So trying to chase that content, you're just, you're chasing the wrong things. I think uh, a really good example of this, our friend, remember Marcus from the strong fit days with all the memes and shit that he makes. Marcus, I messaged him the other day. He has started creating a bunch of reels and a bunch of shit. So for, you don't know if you're listening, most you're not going to know who Marcus is. Marcus is from Germany. Marcus has started putting out a bunch of content out of his gym's um, Instagram account, real account that Tyler is an all German. Everything he's doing is in German. And I go, Marcus, this is so fucking awesome. I cannot understand anything that he's talking about, but it flows good and it looks good. And so the fact that he's doing it in German tells me that he is talking to people that are in his immediate community. And that's the point I want to make. That's so huge because you can get caught up for all of our international folks that have other, that speak other languages and their people speak other languages is you trying to imitate fucking other people and speaking English on your shit is probably not going to be helping. Yeah, unless you're trying to be Joe Rogan, there ain't no fucking need for you unless you're trying to get to that size of a platform. But what's the point? If you're Jim, do you need a hundred million? It doesn't do you any fucking good. So this is the thing we always want to touch on this. You're not an influencer. We'll do a whole episode of this. And I think we've touched on this in the past as well, but you're not an influencer. You can be, but your business isn't right now. So if you're worried about why your gym isn't profitable, stop acting like a fucking fitness influencer. This is a big, it's a big problem. Your content mirrors the wrong strategy. So it's really, really, really important. And so let's talk about John, what the types of content you should make, right? What, what can, what can there be? What categories can there be? Because this isn't something that we're just going to talk about. You should probably write all this down, whatever your ideas are, what types of, you need ideas when you need, when, when it comes to content creation, you need ideas. So easy starting point. One of the foundational um, principles that we work with on in the gear Academy is testimonials getting good testimonials using them turning them into content now level one version of testimonials is simply getting your google reviews repurposing that text into you know streamline it a little bit but repurposing that text and making it into a nice post it can just be image with text use canva because there's great templates you go in there and you can search in the project templates using the size format you want instagram uh, square, just a regular post or a Facebook post or a poster. If you want to do that, you can just select the format you wanted in. And then you just search testimonials or reviews and you will get thousands of options, really crisp, clean, highly designed stuff. So you go in and you, now you just boom and you drop. I did five. I did this the other day for my wife. I did five or six um, testimonials in each format, in each template, about three of them. So there's 15, 15 to 18 testimonial posts now done. Well, we already had the reviews. We, they were sitting there. We had already solicited for that. So we already had the 
the content there, the 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 thing we needed to to go out and harvest. It just needed to be put together. It was done in twenty minutes. Done, done. You know how valuable those are to you for social. It's it's a entirely different thing than you singing your own song. It's an entirely different connection to a potential uh, listener when it's somebody else who speaks like them, looks like them, or is using the words that they use, or just came from where they're coming from, as opposed to some fitness coach with abs who lives in the gym telling them how great they are, all the things they can do. It's you need all the you need all of these things that we're about to talk about. So testimonials are perfect. If you're not posting reviews or testimonials regularly, you are fucking up bad, really, really, really bad. Because you otherwise you're te- you're just you're just telling people that you're awesome. And that gets exhausting. So you're just telling people to come to me. That gets, it's terrible. It's just, it's not the most ideal way to connect to them. You're leaving a lot of good, uh, good interest out there on the table by not leveraging these testimonials. Or you're doing what we see is most common is you're not telling anyone that you're awesome. Yes. That's the other side. Like there's, there's nobody saying anything about anyone being awesome. And that is what we see. The most common is that you're just not doing it because whatever you could have a myriad of excuses. And at the end of the day, that is what's fucking you because you can, there's people out there. We work with plenty of gyms that have 85, a hundred Google reviews that are just sitting there. And that's very, very valuable. And we talk about that and we go after some very specific tactics of how we be able to leverage that in the gear Academy, but you're going to have folks that just they're on Facebook or they're on Instagram. You want to make sure that you have the ability to go cherry pick those best ones and create that content because it's, it's front of mind marketing. It's one of the most important pieces of where it's like, you know, having stuff for your story to be able to just remind people, be able to see a thing or whatever it is to be able to attract the people that already are having success and have nice things to say. You can find more people just like that. Yeah. So that's a really big one. Um, I do think testimonials are the, it's a foundation. It's it's the most it's the least utilized thing I'm seeing at the very least with with gyms that are not producing a lot of revenue or or the money they want. It's the most low hanging fruit. That for sure. That combined with this next one here, which is talk about your programs. Talk about your products. What are they? What can a person do when they come to you? Right? That's important. Like the the bare bones, like here's what we have. And it's not always, that stuff's not always going to convert, but it's people need to just be informed. We want them to make an informed decision. So just know that saying like, hey, we got nutrition coaching. It's this and that. Here's just why it's good. I'm kind of become very, very, very open with putting prices out there now. In my opinion, I've come around on that. It still is touchy a little bit with gym owners and stuff. I'm not completely sold on my new concept either, but I don't think it's that big of a deal to put your prices out there. Why keep them so close to your chest? If it's about a specific product, if someone knows you're expensive, it's okay because the people who can afford it will also know that those people know it's expensive and that it's in their wheelhouse. I'm not so worried about protecting your pricing to avoid price shopping like we were a long time ago. We talked about that in a previous episode about being able to close sales via text message and stuff like that. That uh, at some point, yeah, just forcing everything to a meeting. It's like, eh, just give them the information, man. Save yourself the trouble. Save yourself a bunch of bad leads too. You know, when trying to put everything on, you know, your ability to close a sale on the skill of a salesperson who's most likely just a fitness or anyways. What's important is I think on that strike uh, pricing strategy as well is that it comes down to as a personal trainer, most of the time that's you are a personal trainer. 
And as yeah. a gym owner, you need to make sure that you are talking about fucking personal training. So it's yeah, if you can't do personal training and you're not talking about it, the the number one thing I hear from group fitness gyms, I'm like, I can't sell. People don't really want personal training. You're never posting about it ever to anyone out there. And we talked the last episode, two episodes ago, about developing personal training. The path from which you generate interest is the type of people you get. So if you're only singing the group fitness song, you're going to get people in and they're going to feel like you're trying to bait and switch them by trying to nudge them up into a more expensive personal training package. But if you're talking about personal training packages and someone inquires about it, they know they're not expecting to spend $100 and get a personal trainer for a month. They know that. So you're having higher level conversations with higher value people about higher value products. And if they simply can't afford that product, then you downsell them into the only fucking product they knew existed before you start talking about your personal training anyways, which is your group. So this, this, this process, you got to talk about the things you're doing. And, by, and when I say talk about them, it means make posts about them regularly. Take 10 different approaches to talking about personal training. And you can leverage, we'll get into some better techniques later about how you can leverage AI for like, what is the difference? You know, what are, what are different reasons that people would be considering joining a personal trainer, give you angles on the messaging, and then you can just, okay, now I'll make the content in that tone. I'll answer those questions for them. Okay. Personal training, nutrition, coaching, telling me how transformation packages, strength training. You have a youth program. Are you talking about your youth program? Do you have a kid's fucking off season training thing? Definitely. Do you have a weightlifting club? Then let's talk about it. Let's talk about the things you do. And you can't just talk about all of them in one thing. And that's the thing. People go, this is our gym. We do all of this. And then what happens is I'm a big, huge, strong meathead guy. And if I see you're like, hey, we do, you know, we have hit classes and we have booty bump and then we have our spin classes at the daytime. And then we then we have, you know, our strongman sessions in the evening. I'm going to go, well, I feel like they probably suck at at least three of those things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, like if you have it's so so you got to speak to if you're going to try to attract if you have all those things and there's nothing wrong with having those things talk about thing one, one in detail thing. when it is too like when is it because if if i have a class if i say I, I we have a spin class at 11 a.m it's a 35 minute 35 minute joint it's awesome spin class come in and get a good sweat it's awesome right if i don't say the time if I say we have a spin class, people inquire. We're just wasting our time if it, if it doesn't fit. If it doesn't literally connect with their schedule, who cares? Then you're wasting time. Unless you're just trying to really gauge a demand. But why bother chasing all those no's that are guaranteed to be no's because that doesn't work with their schedule, right? So always put, we got classes. Like if you're selling group class, when is it? We're talking with a gym owner we work with the other day whose who's schedules, it's a bit because there's this gym is growing and they started from with very few members and they're developing the staff and all this stuff. But now it's at a point where the class schedule, like kind of actually doesn't align with a vast majority of the working population. We just see it. And it's like, okay, well, we've got to this point, but now if we're going to grow, we do need to start to talk about this, right? Do we, do we need right. to just move the schedule? Well, then we're just introducing a new class for no reason for nobody to be there. So let's just talk about our schedule. Say, Instead of talking about group classes, group class is 7 a.m., 6 a.m., 5 a.m., whenever that is. These are our options. Put your schedule out there. Let people know. Like, you want to work out this time. We got a bunch of openings at this time. It's a great group, blah, 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 blah. But talk about those things. We need to cover generals, right? This is what we do. We're here about fitness. We're welcoming. We're a cool spot. But you also need to have posts 
that are going to be hyper specific. And that's, it's the key. People either talk about everything or they talk about nothing. And talking about everything at once is kind of the same thing as, as talking about nothing. Also, posting only images of people doing exercises is not executing any of this strategy. No. I think we need to be like, I think that needs to be called out specifically yeah. because we're seeing what is that 2015, 2016 social media strategy? Yeah. That's still being executed, thinking that you are checking all the boxes. And it's, you're not, you, you, you're, you are, it looks and sa- it looks like everything else, which makes you very scroll passable. The yeah. content you guys have, that we've been seeing getting created right now that you can use with Canvas, stuff specifically, Tyler, you do with a MMA gym, is very stoppable. It catches yeah. your eye, right? It, catch, it, it, it will catch your attention just for enough to get them to stop because that is – we get a little bit too far into like marketing, but you want to – it's called like a pattern interrupt. The pattern that people have is that they scroll and they're hyper scrollers and they're scrolling and they're wasting time and they're letting, uh, they're plugging their brain and their shit into the matrix, right? And that's what they're doing. You have to snap them out of it and get them to stop and interrupt that normal pattern of consumption to get them to stop and look at your shit. Yeah. That's a great, just fundamentally, that's what you need to do. And this can be a, this can be a thing where. You know, this for an example, one of the MMA gyms we work with, and it's it's a, it's nice having a big group of people in your gym, and you want to say, hey, look, there's 15 people in this class that are getting after you and talk about what. That's great. And one of the gyms that we work with, because the gym owner's busy, there isn't really a strategy. That represented probably 90% of the social media content, which is just a not too great photo of sweaty people after a workout standing there far away who you don't know any of them none of them nothing interesting is going on it's just it's not necessarily that it's bad but if it's the only thing it is and that's where we had kind of started getting involved in layering the strategy so in the context of what they're doing it is all right we're going to make posts very specifically now and then we'll get into this right here because this is we're going to roll into the accountability then thing next right so even if you farm this out and have one of your coaches to make content for you or something like that know first off that if you do not give them the tools and give them some like absolute criteria that you need them to do on a weekly basis one just for content creation content publishing the purpose of that content what it's targeted for who it's targeted for the copy all of that stuff if you don't equip them with those tools ahead of time equip them with a plan equip them with the opportunity to be successful and then define the terms of this being successful, right? If we, this is the goals, we want to generate certain amounts of leads from our social media organically every week. Uh, we do want to maybe grow our following. We want to try to get some engagement, but we're not being pointless here. We, we want to convert. Conversions matter way more than likes. I don't give a shit about real views. None of that stuff matters. If you're going to hand this over to one of your coaches, then you absolutely uh, need to follow up. You need to hold them accountable to the results of this thing. Meaning if my if I'm not having a hard time selling personal training at all, right, then I need to be, okay, perfect. This is the program we're trying to grow. So you say, listen, coach, instead of just giving them the keys to your, giving them the login and password and then putting your hands up and then wondering why it doesn't work, you need to give them a plan of execution. So we want to grow personal training. We need to post about personal training. We need to 
post about trainer A, post about trainer B. We need to post maybe some of our packaged offerings. Maybe let them know that, hey, nutrition coaching is important as well as personal training. Or, you know, it would avoid it. what if it is about injury prevention? What if it is about starting people off slow? Whatever that is, come up with a whole strategy and make a bunch of content about it. It doesn't have to be videos. You don't got to be geniuses. You don't got to come out and make some Tarantino shit. You can just... Make something. Personal training. Personal training. Look, smile and face. We can do this for you. It can be funny. It can be serious. It can be results-based. Testimonials for the personal training clients you've got. Okay. Exactly. Now, you've equipped that coach with something that they can use for the next six, eight weeks. Okay. And then we're going to say, we're going to check in every couple of weeks and go, you know, we haven't gotten any inquiries about that. What do you think we should do? You don't have to fire them over it or anything, but if you're not talking to them about the stuff that they're doing that's not working and trying to make it better than what in the hell are you doing? Okay. So when we go forward from here, so that's kind of the accountability side, whoever you plug into it. And if it's you, you need to debrief at the end of every week. You go, what did I do? I didn't, if you, if you're making content consistently and, and if your coaches are too, if they're making the stuff, if they're publishing things for you, um, if you care, care at all, you're going to look at it a week later, two weeks later and go, you should kind of cringe at it. I've talked about this before. If you're not, if you don't look at shit you made six months ago and go, man, that sucks, then you didn't get any better. Okay. So you should know at the end of a couple of weeks, you should know, like, you know, I would have done this differently now in hindsight, you should have a better idea. You know, that's, that's in, so that you always need to be debriefing. You need to check back in with your coaches about this, but let's start making things now as we push forward for every product that you have. Okay. So we're going to batch out. We're going to spread out. So what we do here, and for example, I'll run you through the example for hub city. We made a bunch of stuff for a kickboxing program, okay? We made daily uh, schedule posts just to go up on the stories so that once a day, first thing that people see is what classes are going on at what time this day. That's great for our existing members. It's something I can repeat with different colors or just throw different uh, images on for the next foreseeable future anyways, which is great. But it just sits there as a reminder then to somebody who's seen our stuff a hundred times and has not taken action it always connects a dot. Now, from them, the thing they want to do to their schedule. Okay, we always want to be trying to connect just one dot. And that's a good thing about the schedule post. Posting just here's today's schedule. Someone goes, I don't want to do jits, do jujitsu, but like, fuck, I just, I can't make this time. Well, then that's it. Problem solved. Okay. But for someone who is about to and then knows at that moment, oh, like, actually, this is right at my, at the time that I would come in. Boom. Now that dot's connected. That person is now right on the verge of joining so that's the point so i made a whole bunch of those very that's the easiest shit in the world different color thing boom we're set for months months on that different color different background image same font same everything you're just going to see that every morning on our story that's a piece of cake kickboxing stuff we do all those we did them in the story and on the post jujitsu do them in the story in the post mma in the stories in the post 10 20 each very simple but to zoom in okay we want to get more females in our programs because in a small town, you're in an MMA gym, you have just a lot of dudes, right? So how do we make this more approachable to women? Well, we could talk directly about, hey, this is great for women. And that's great. You want to do that as well. You can literally say, this is why this isn't just for big, tough dudes. You know, like women love this. It's great. It's great for self-defense. It's approachable. We're not 
awful to deal with, like whatever you can say that, but that becomes really right on the nose. So you can't do that all the time or it's weird. Right. If all, if all you're saying is like, ladies, come on in. We're cool for ladies too. bring on the ladies. It's ladies night, ladies late. It's a bit too on the nose. It becomes pushy or just it's disingenuous. I don't know. I, you got to tread lightly when you're just chasing a very specific demographic and you're just using words all the time. So one of the things you do is just when we're using stock images, just make sure that if it's if we have 10 pictures of people for our jujitsu promotion, stock images for it, can at least half of them be a woman doing something? I think that's reasonable, right? So that then at least, because a woman is not going to see a man like me strangling somebody on a poster and go, oh, I, I can relate to that. I want to join I that. Like Maybe the, yeah, the freakiest ones. But the... But I think I think that that's a formula that you got to make sure, like, especially when it comes to your advertising, representation does matter, right? So there's a fine line. You don't have to make every single image have someone of every race, religion, color, sex, creed, and hybrid version of whatever it is is going on anymore. All you have to do is just make sure that, like, hey, like, we don't have any, like, legitimate, like, nice professionals. Why are we only attracting dirtbags? Well, let's maybe fix our tone on some things, right? Let's figure this out. How can we be more attractive? Maybe we're not, it's not that we're failing to attract them at all. Maybe some of our stuff is repelling them. Some of our content is pushing them away. Objectively, look it over at the end of the week, right? So we did that with every program. Same thing with our kickboxing class, okay? Is there content for women? Because right now, women represent too small of a percentage of this gym. Our, if our growth model is to work, why are we leaving 50% of this demographic out? You know what I mean? It's not a... Yeah, this is, this is the thing that should be inclusive. It's beneficial to women. Why are we not doing this? This is our job is to do this. So, so we do that across the board for everything. Then we drop, well, we also sell supplements. Perfect. Let's drop that in there. Once a week, right, to the store. We don't have to do much just to let people know we do it. What about our apparel store? Sell apparel. Perfect. Well, let me just make one post about that a week or maybe just one or two designs that we have out there. Just put one out there. Once a week, but now the things I just listed for you, I didn't have to, we didn't have to make any video. We don't have to hire any professionals necessarily to come and do photography, but that's so much content. That's probably enough for two posts a day for months. Truthfully, oh, yeah. just the things that I listed for you right now and not even kind of the youth program. Okay. And it's super, super easy to do. So then when you have all these boxes checked and it's been batched and put together. Now, if you want to fuck around a little bit, get creative or just talk about yourself a little bit. Now it's, you can do it and it fits in. It's amidst all this other stuff that looks very professional. It's good messaging and it connects to clients. If you're only talking about yourself or shit, nobody cares about. And you're not checking all these other boxes, then you're just repulsive to people usually. So that, and, and they, and they make that clear by not buying. That's it. You don't get leads, right? Like it's, it's, they are the ones that are making that very clear to you that you are not getting the leads. And here's the one, the one thing too, Tyler, when we are working with folks, it's, they don't know their numbers. So you yeah. don't know what your numbers are. And you're also not debriefing and reviewing the strategy that you are, you may or may not be using at the moment. Posting without a strategy is still a strategy. It's a bad it just one. Isn't fuck, it's just a bad one. And you <laughs> yeah. are doing it. And there's a lot of folks that either like not doing it. And this is also a, a maybe gets to us to an, another part of this conversation, which is we've been talking a lot about video. I mean, uh, of images that we can just create and very easily out of Canva. But I know a lot of gym owners that have spent 
just bucket loads of cash when it comes to videographers and like really professional looking shit to where they almost have like no marketing at all because they're waiting for it to be perfect, right? They're waiting yeah. for whatever the fuck that they've been making and the and it just is not going to be enough. Like it's just, I'm telling just you right enough. now, it's not enough shit. Like, you know, if people aren't going to- you know how no, many- like how many professional quality videos you would need to like how much money it would take for that to end up being the center. The center. You're not a pure content creation business. You're just not. And if you're a globally scalable digital product, then you're in the wrong fucking, you listen to the wrong fucking podcast too. Like, you know what I mean? Like you just like, if you look at a lot of things that like these people that sell these, you know, athletes that sell online programming and they got, videographers just around them all the time making super high quality shit all the time that's great their model is not your model and a lot of them you'll hear even worse you'll hear them say things like well yeah that they, they, they don't even need their gym really the gym doesn't represent a fucking very high percentage of their income and they know it and their gym might even be operating at a loss because a lot of these people just need a place to be and that the only way the gym makes money is from the online sales and shit like this so stop emulating those things you're going to You'll sink your ship if you do it. Now, video. the thing about video, again, it's it's so expensive. If you're going to pay a professional to do it, and let's go into this, videography and photography. Uh, paying a professional to do it is very expensive. Now, there's a time and a place. Um, one of the things that we had that I had seen, I think this was uh, Stuart Brower had talked about this, posted recently. It was on his WTF Gym Talk Facebook page. The direct competitor of ours, but his shit's usually, he's good. He's got good shit. I don't, I've never, I've never been one to disparage a good idea because I didn't have, have it. And this is the thing he had talked about, which is a strategy for getting content. Instead of taking just pictures of people exercising, which is not going to connect to someone who's not already in your gym and doesn't know that person or know that exercise. And if that exercise is something that looks hard or complicated or that the, the average Joe doesn't understand, like snatches and God knows what else, that's not going to attract the people. It's going to turn them away. They're going to go, it's too hard for me. This is crazy. But. What if there's a person actively coaching? Because what is your product if you're selling group fitness or personal training? It's coaching, 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 coaching. When was the last time you showed a picture of you or one of your coaches coaching a person? Okay. So what Stuart Brower had said is this thing. is like you just have your coaches photograph for each other. I'm doing it once, a, once every other week or something like that. Just say, hey, here, take my phone just during this session. Just get, you know, 30, 50 photos of me coaching this person. You know, get change different perspective, pro tip. If guys stop taking all your photos and videos from your height, looking through your camera at your eyes, it's, it's very uncompelling. It doesn't look like anything. Change the perspective, change the angle, get very low, film away from the ground. If you're just, especially if you're just doing photos, try something a little bit different than just standing there dead on. Cause me, I, I noticed this stuff being a tall guy is that if I take my photos and stuff, it, it all looks fine when I'm taking the picture. Cause it's the world I'm used to. And then when I come down and I sit down and look at it, I was like, Jesus, this looks weird. It looks like a fucking, we're like dealing with bird's eye view or so it's like Shrek view, you know? And so, so it's really important though that like, so, but letting your coach, having your coaches photograph each other. Like, Hey, just this, it's one, one, it's you're scratching each other's backs basically. Like I'm gonna get pictures of you coaching. You're gonna get pictures of me coaching. Let's send them off to the social media guy or whoever's managing it. And then they can have something to do to talk about me and my coaching or just our personal training or what our philosophy is. Is or we can talk very specifically about this exercise and what we do to help people do it safely. Those things done on their own are not interesting, but that thing done amidst the, this whole other plan and so this whole other package now is like pretty. It's good. It's it's solid. 
videographers, the same thing. Video is expensive and video editing is really expensive. And usually if you have people DIY it, it ends up being bad too. It just ends up not being great either. Your phones can do great stuff, but yeah, it's not going to be super slick. So for video, I don't, I don't worry about it that much anymore. I see video get so oversaturated now that I don't know how you plan on. And by the way, this will change, but I don't know how you plan or how I would plan on making a video that's going to stop someone from scrolling. What are you going to do in your gym? It's going to, I mean, show gym fails, maybe. Do some stuff. So I, I think video is fine to do. Just know that it's very likely not worth paying a lot of money for, for sure. Now, on the other side of things, I think events are great. I think we talked about this uh, in the Gear Academy as well. If you're having events, parties, barbecues, if you're going to have a photographer around, that might be the time to do it. Right. Um, because what you want, whether it's in the gym, before class, after class with your personal trainers, you don't need to see people exercising. They know you're a gym. They know what's going on there. But can you show someone having a good time? Can you show someone smiling? Can you show someone looking like a human? Show something that will get some sort of emotion. It either better look real cool or it better get some sort of emotional reaction out of someone. Like, oh, look, that person's smiling. Or that looks, boy, that looks intense. But you got to see something of the person, not the exercise. Stop showing exercises because nobody cares. Okay, that's, I well, think, is, uh, go ahead, John. Well, I just on the video part, it's it's uh, Ed Turney, who's out of Prestige Labs. He talked about this. And I think this goes also to the heart of how expensive good video can be. And so his thing was, hey, st when, make sure if you're going to spend that kind of money that you create content that can be used across for multiple uses. So for him, it was like, you're going to throw those member type events so for one of them, hire somebody to come and do video. Maybe you do finally pull the trigger and have somebody come and they're going to make good video. Well, understand all the different places that that video can go. So not only can it be a commercial for the gym, obviously, and now a different way of looking at it where people are having a good time and it's not just people doing sled drags or snatches or cleans or whatever else it is that they do, but you can have a different style of video that gets made. But he also talked about turning that around and use it to hire people. And I thought that that was a very, um, a, a much, talk about a way to, to have something not look like everything else is being able to then take video of your community and people having a good time and getting a feeling for like, this is what we're all about. That's very easy to now all of a sudden be like, Hey, if you want to be a part of a team that looks like this and deals with people like this and a community like this, now you can take that video and really use it all, use it in multiple areas. That would be the only way that I would ever do it just because of the cost effectiveness it's just not there. You have to be able to say, no, I've earmarked this to be able to, to be here, here, and there. And to expand on that point, everything we've talked about today from this DIY social media plan is kind of geared towards organic, organic lead generation, right? Posting content for free, putting it out there for free, trying to target the right people with just the messaging and who it goes to out, you know, just generally speaking, who the images, what the images are, what we're talking about. That's how we target the people. That is part of a free, you're not paid, you're not running ads in this, that's your organic strategy. But no, if I make posts this week, I can't repost them next week because that's going to be weird, right? I just can't. No matter how good it is, it would be weird if I just reuse the same image about the same class a bunch of times. It just gets strange. So I wouldn't recommend doing that. But if you're going to run paid ads, you need content. 
the worst thing you can do is have a great organic system going and then make a bunch of new content for your paid ads. And then because of it, you fall behind on your organic ads. And then when you run out of creative and content for your paid ads, you have neither. Now there's kind of like a, a reboot time and a lot of work to be done. And, uh, and so know this, that the best of your content that you make with this now can always be done because it's going to be high quality. You cannot, if you're just, if you're checking your social media box by just posting a video of people exercising once a day and saying, Hey, and, and even if you're making an ask about it, if that's what it is, you can't use that content when you're going to go run ads next month or the month after or the month after, because that content relatively sucks. It's okay to check the box and you can do that once a day. You just better have a lot of other shit going on then as well. Okay. So know that that content is not reusable. At least half of the content we talked about today is able to be repurposed. And that's the point is that everything that you do can be repurposed and it isn't a hit to be reusing it. So that alone is super important. Another side of this I want to touch on really quick is the um, getting a deal. You got members that are around, somebody wants to throw you a good guy deal, like I'll come in, I'll be the photographer and stuff. Photographs, maybe I'm okay with. Videos, let me tell you a story. Okay, we worked with a gym owner and it's by no fault of their own because this stuff is really expensive. One of their members came to them and said, hey, I'd like to film some video testimonials. We'll do like super high end, like whole production, fucking cameras, lighting, mics, the whole fucking thing, crew. And they brought in and they did like five video testimonials from five clients. It's great stuff, really great stuff. Um, it took about 14 months and we saw one of them. Yeah. But, but now the problem is you got to see one of them and do them for 14 months. You didn't get that content. Why did it take that long? Cause he wasn't paid to do it. It was just doing, filling it in on his free time. It was an idea he kind of had, and he just kind of let it happen. Okay. But that is really tough. Cause what that also does is that hamstrings you from going out and like redoing it. Right. Cause you could kind of get those testimonials. If you just set up a, you know, lapel mic, and your iPhone and just had that person talk, you could probably get pretty close, right? To a, to, to some good enough. It'd be good enough mm -hmm. if you're going to do video testimony, but you're not going to go get those people to sit back down now and do another video interview. You're not going to. And by the way, I don't think I, I haven't seen with this gym. I still haven't seen those other videos either. It's now it's been going on two years. So there's no way you're never going to see it. So you asked your client, your clients had to do that. You got no value out of it. Essentially you got one video and you kind of had to pause on developing anything in that realm further for the foreseeable future. Even worse, what if you then go and you hire another videographer and now the guy who's good guy deal, you're like undercutting him and paying somebody else. But it's like, I need this done. So this is why that good guy deal, the brother-in-law deal, all that stuff, it's, it's, never what, it's never really what it's, uh, what it's cut out to be or what it's claimed to be in the beginning. So... Um, that's kind of all we got for today on this DIY strategy. Listen, I, I, you need to be accountable to this process. So write down all your products. What are they? What's anything that we could talk about? Our schedule, our classes, our coaches, our community member stuff, events we have going on, fucking whatever, promotions, reasons you should join the gym, our location, our community, spotlight this, spotlight that, testimonials, make a shitload of every one of those things, okay? At the very least, you need to say, I want this done, 10 of these this week, 10 of these this week. And if you're not doing them yourself, you need to farm that up. But that list needs to exist. 
if that list doesn't exist, you're going to hire a coach. You know how coaches are. When coaches get told, hey, you're going to do social media, what they're going to do is little as fucking possible. They're going to take out their phone once a day while people are exercising. They'll do some cute pretend influencer bullshit, and it's going to suck. They're going to lay eggs. That's fine, too, because their instincts are that. They've always followed influencers. They think it's easy. I, I got stuff. I take my shirt off on Instagram. I get tons of follows. Okay, so they're just going to kind of do that formula. It's your job to say, this is what I want, and these are the outcomes that I hope to generate from it. And after the end of week one, all they've done is post videos of people exercising and nothing else and created nothing about any of the things you really do or are trying to accomplish. You say, hey, I asked you to do this other thing. We need to get back to it. We need to be doing this thing because, look, zero leads were generated from your from you this week. I got nobody that said that responded to any of these your call to actions. By the way, there wasn't any call to action, so I wouldn't even have fucking known. So you didn't even give yourself a chance to succeed. This is the definition of success in this relationship. I need you to make this successful. The next week, it's a coach. They'll do half of it to see if they can get away with doing just half. And then they'll gradually scale it down. So that next week, you got to say, no, I need all of this. You know, we got one lead. That's great. Let's lean into this more. You got to massage them. You know how coaches are when you give them real work. Okay, they're, they're going to be like this. If you're doing it yourself, then it's on you. Then you need to debrief yourself every week. And you just need to start checking all these boxes. Okay, you need to execute your plan and you need to say when the plan doesn't work, why didn't it work? Why do I think it didn't work? Objectively, even if you thought the shit you made was good, go on the assumption that it sucks and you suck. Okay, and look it over and be like, all right, I would have maybe done that a little differently now. Then do it differently next week. Okay, but that is the process. Come up with a plan, define all the things you can do. Batch, batch the content so it's an efficient use of your time because eventually... If you can get the content creation side and batching down to be very efficient, you can start to hire out the copywriting and posting and publishing. You can have some of that done for maybe 20, 30 bucks a week if you find the right VAs. Okay, so now all of a sudden you're able to offload this time completely because, hey, all we're doing is creating the content and we're just giving them a big folder, a bundle and a schedule and they just run and grab one out of each category and run with it. This the is reason how you steal this. The order of that is really, really important. You're exactly right, Tyler. But the reason why all those things that you said that you have to do first, you need to do first yes. before you outsource this to somebody else, because those people will need direction. They will need to be told what to do. Otherwise, they will just do whatever it is that they see everyone else do. And you might as well, you're now wasting money. So you have to be very clear and say, this is what I want to accomplish. This is exactly what I want. The less money that you spend on someone, the more direction and handholding they need. Yeah. So if you don't want to be in charge of all of the shit and be very, very like you are the person that's just not literally doing it, you pay those people less money. The more money you spend on it, folks can still be able to get it done but you still have to be able to say, this is what I want to have happen. Because the biggest mistake, Tyler, we've ever seen whenever we've helped with social media for gyms, and especially when a coach is doing it, is the, uh, uh, the misunderstanding of what it means to send something, have something be successful. Mm -hmm. And that's why you as the owner have to be able to say with confidence, no, this is what deems success. And if you can't, or you don't know what those things are, you are, you're dying. How many leads did you get from your social media last week? Ask yourself that question. 
How many calls to action did you put out last week? How many products did you speak directly about last week? Okay, this is, this is really, really, really important because if the answer is none, then every bit of effort you put into it was for nothing, for truly for nothing. Okay, every bit of money you spent in it was for nothing. And that doesn't mean stop doing it all together. It means it needs to be better because this is a tool and you cannot have this tools. You cannot spend time and effort using this tool for no reason. Okay, this is like taking a sledgehammer and just hammering it into the fucking ground for no goddamn reason. Okay, it's exhausting. It's not accomplishing anything that we want to accomplish. So come up with a plan, make that plan, execute that plan, hold yourself accountable to the success of this plan. If right now you generated zero leads from your social media this week, next week, I want you to get one. I want you to try to get one. That's it. And then the next week, if you don't, all right, what can we try to do to shake one loose? Maybe we need a more direct focus. Maybe we need to just be more consistent. Maybe we just need to play this game for longer. But the, until you go from zero to one, you're not going to go from one to 10. That's for sure. So start that thing moving. And if you got one last week, let's try to double it. So we, you you got you to gotta play this game. This is, this is a Hormozy thing he was talking about, about how you need to, uh, if you, instead of checking your social media in the morning, you checked your bank account in a year, you'd probably have more money. How many of you are really, in regards to your business's social media, not paying attention to any of the metrics of its success. You just see stuff that looks cool, stuff kind of maybe got posted or maybe you just ignore it. And that's unacceptable because you're going to come to us in a year when your business is about to die and you're going to go, I don't know what to do. I've been really trying. I mean, yeah, I scaled back our marketing and when I look at it, it's like you just haven't fucking posted anything or done anything, or done nothing of any significance. And when you start paying money for us to help you, I'm not going to... I. There's, it's not on me to save your ship after it's already sunk. Okay. You got to keep this thing afloat. You can do this. You can keep it moving. Your job is to earn enough money, just enough money. So you're floating with things extra and then you can pay us. So we can take you to the next level. Don't sit on your heels and sink this ship and then expect someone to come and save you. Cause you ain't going to have enough money to pay us to save you. I hate to break it to you. Okay. So it's on you. Keep your ship afloat and we'll help you pick up speed from there so join the facebook group thanks for listening everybody follow facebook group the gym owners revolution is in the description to this episode follow the show at the gym owners podcast on instagram follow me at tyler f and stone and john you can follow me at jbanksfl if you want to know about the gear academy shoot us a message we can get you started right now you can start this week we'll be selling big money sales in the next week or two everything will be gliding towards the glorious glorious winds of success after that so thanks a lot for listening everybody and we will see you next week